right, I want to start off with, uh, first of all, four teams left in the playoffs. Phoenix Suns and the Clippers, game two tomorrow. Got our top NBA stories right now. And then the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, coming up on Wednesday. Let me repeat that. In the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know how the ratings are going to do, but uh, I'll be watching. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is going to be interested in that Eastern Conference matchup, but um, actually, you know, there's something about watching. There's something about the NBA being so unpredictable, right? A lot of times you're like, I remember saying this before the season started. Once that James Harden trade went down to Brooklyn, I'm like, listen, the only storyline that's going to come out of this year is if the Lakers and the Nets are not facing each other in the playoffs. We know how many injuries have obviously uh, gone down over um, not just the NBA playoffs, but just in general in the NBA this year. Okay, this is the predicament. I give every team that's left the amount of credit that they deserve. Uh, injuries are a part of the game. It's very unfortunate, but it's a part of the game. So um, that's the uh, matchup that we have. But I, I want to start on the chatter around Ben Simmons. So Philadelphia loses yesterday. They lose to uh, the Atlanta Hawks in Game 7. And a lot of the chatter is sitting on Ben Simmons. I don't... I get it. I'm not saying that the chatter shouldn't be around Ben Simmons. I completely understand where people are coming from. Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter, games four through seven, had six points total, three assists total, zero field goal attempts in the final four games. I get everybody jumping on Ben Simmons. I understand it 100%. Um, if you even want to throw out that question about, you know, should this guy be traded and this and that, I get all that stuff. This is what I took from that post game yesterday, listening to everybody talk. Doc Rivers threw Ben Simmons under the bus. Joel Embiid threw Ben Simmons under the bus. I'm not saying that you can't point the finger at Ben Simmons because you should. Um, I'll also say this, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, Doc Rivers do a better job, make some freaking adjustments. It's the Atlanta Hawks. It's not the 94 uh, or 92 Chicago Bulls. Uh, Let's stop pretending like the Atlanta Hawks are actually, you know, this unbelievable team. They're not. They're an okay team. They shouldn't be being the Philadelphia 76ers. I get all the chatter about Ben Simmons. Let me read off a quote here from Doc Rivers yesterday after the game. He was asked the question, of whether Ben Simmons can be a championship-level point guard. His response, I don't know. Doc, you can't find a way to just have your players back in probably one of the worst final couple of games of a playoff performance. The kid's only 25 years old. You can't find a way to say, of course he can, but he's got a lot of room to improve. He's got to do a lot better. Um, You can find ways to talk about Ben Simmons, but man... I thought the chatter about Ben Simmons yesterday, I get it from a media perspective, I get it from a fan perspective, but from your coach and from Joel Embiid, that's not a good look. And if you are going to try to trade this guy or you want to go get some value back, I I don't know if this is the best way of approaching it. Let me play a quick clip here. This is Adrian Wojnarowski earlier today on SportsCenter talking about Ben Simmons. I thought he made a great point about the position that the um, – that the Philadelphia 76ers are in and how they got to be smart because I, I will tell you this 
if the Philadelphia 76ers are ready to trade away Ben Simmons, I know he's got $140 million left on his contract four more years. Trust me, there'll be a lot of teams that would think Ben Simmons, whether it's a young team that thinks, hey, let's just grow with this guy, teams will take chances on a 25-year-old like Ben Simmons. Take a listen to Woj. The challenge for the Sixers right now is to not exude a desperation that they have to move Ben Simmons or they're even going to move Ben Simmons because, listen, his trade value right now is not what it has been in the past with the kind of thud of an ending he had in Philadelphia. So there's kind of a dual path here of of him if his willingness is to get into the gym, to work on that shot as Doc Rivers indicated they had a plan for him this summer. And then listen, the Sixers are going to have to listen to what might be out there. Uh, What are the deals that might present themselves? And none of them may be good enough to part with Ben Simmons when perhaps his value could increase if he is able to work on that shot this summer, come back next season, and get off to a better start. So I think for Philadelphia, uh, with the kind of exit they had, I know they're going to be open to everything, but they can't just go out with um, a disposition of we're going to move Ben Simmons no matter what. The right deal would have to be there, and he's still a player that uh, winning with him might be better than what you can get right now for him. I don't want to sound like I'm thinking here that Ben Simmons was amazing yesterday and the criticism isn't fair. No, I don't, I don't want to come off that way. Um, but I'm not a fan of your head coach, which, who, by the way, no surprise, today was uh, um, uh, singing praise to Ben Simmons about how great he is and how good he can be and how they're going to help him improve and they're all in it together and all that stuff. I just thought that was an incredibly – it wasn't a smart quote, in my opinion, from Doc Rivers. Uh, you know, and I don't need to go into the playoff woes Doc Rivers has had, even though he has won a championship. Here's my issue with Ben Simmons: shoot the freaking ball. Why is nobody on the sidelines telling him I'm I'm subbing you out if you're not looking to get to the basket and be aggressive? I don't care what's going on on the free throw line. You are too good of a player to not try to impact it, to be scared to shoot the ball. So my biggest issue with Ben Simmons is the mere fact that the guy. Um, was so scared of he looked like a deer in headlights. I mean, I know that famous play everybody's going to be talking about, and Joel Embiid uh, said it was kind of the difference of the game, um, or it was a moment where the thing shifted where Ben Simmons could have went up for a dunk and passed the ball, whatever his reasoning was, but obviously the dude was scared to shoot. It's not just Ben Simmons that's got to improve. Philadelphia's also got to find a way to make sure that they pass a message on to Ben Simmons that you're not in the game unless you are trying. You have confidence to take a uh, an actual shot. So we'll see what happens in the offseason, but uh, in my opinion, it would be foolish to trade Ben Simmons right now even if you got to also look at it this way, the way Woj uh, was talking about, the stock is so low. Why would you sell something when the stock is a, as low as it is? Okay, um, Hawks versus the Bucks. Anybody else interested? I know it's not the big names um, or the big markets. And when I'm talking about not the biggest big names, Giannis is a big name, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's not LeBron James. He's not Steph Curry. He's not one of those names. But Giannis definitely is a big name. Atlanta, Trey Young is making a name for himself, uh, certainly in the playoffs. Um, You know, I want to give both teams an incredible amount of credit, but I'm going to first start off with Atlanta. I tweeted this out yesterday. That's an easy team to root for. It's an easy team to root for. 
So I'll be watching the Atlanta Hawks, and I think it's so cool to watch one of these underdog stories. And everybody talks about the draft with Luka Doncic, and here's you got uh, you got Trey Young performing in the playoffs, even though he was awful yesterday. He couldn't have shot his life depend on it. But fourth quarter, big-time moment, he hit a couple of those shots. So I find this a fast, fascinating series. This might be the best chance for Giannis Antetokounmpo to grab a freaking championship. I mean, that's how close they are. They, they, Philly is out. Um, Lakers are out. Uh, obviously, some of these key players are missing from uh, all these teams in the NBA. They have a, they have the best talent left. Now, if Kawhi comes back to the Clippers, I'll change my opinion on that. But they have the best talent left. Bucks and the Hawks, I think, will actually be an interesting series. Uh, I don't really pay attention to the size of the market. Uh, I think this will be a, a fun series to watch. Expect the Bucks to win. Okay, Clippers and the Suns. Um, I mentioned this earlier. I'll mention it again. First off, give credit to the Clippers for getting to the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to give them credit. You don't have to give them credit. I'll give them credit. I'm going to give them credit because when Kawhi went out for the series, I thought the Clippers were done. And what they do? They won two games in a row. That was incredibly impressive. They won the Game 5 in Utah and then came back from 25 down in Game 6. And the Suns uh, already have a 1-0 uh, lead in this series. Um, this is what I'll say about this matchup. I actually think the Clippers can beat the Suns without Kawhi if CP3 is not there. If Chris Paul comes back, you have to imagine. You have to imagine the Phoenix Suns get to the NBA Finals. I think the Kawhi portion, too, since we haven't really heard too much more about Kawhi Leonard. Okay, is he coming back? Uh, they're just kind of doing it by game-by-game game basis. Maybe that means that there's still a, a chance for Kawhi to return. If he does come back, um, they become the favorite to win an NBA, to win the championship, and uh, we still don't know if, if he does eventually come back at this point. I told Travis, I, I feel like the Clippers are playing with house money right now if Kawhi does not come back. Uh, they're not going to be expected to beat the Suns or win an NBA final or anything along those lines. And they've already got to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not saying that should be the goal. But if Kawhi comes back, those expectations change. Um, okay, last thing that I want to get into, and then we got Brad Turner coming up. Um, man, I look at all the, I don't want to call them failures in the playoffs, but let, let me kind of list out some teams here. Brooklyn's out. Utah was the number one seed. Lakers out. Sixers were the number one seed. Um, you know, Brooklyn had their injuries to Kyrie and James Harden. Utah injuries to Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. And frankly, I think they were overhyped. Uh, but if those two players were there, you thought they'd put up more of a fight, especially when Kawhi was out. Lakers, once AD was out with a groin injury, was over. And then the Sixers, the MCL uh, tear for MB. Jamal Murray put out a tweet last week. He said, the healthiest team wins it. He may be right. This season is incredibly unpredictable. Only four teams left. Brad Turner of the LA Times covers the Lakers for the LA Times. He's coming up next. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I right, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. By the way, just a quick reminder, ESPN app are on iTunes. You want to catch Lakers Talk the full two hours. Obviously, in the offseason, we're still doing the show. Um, just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Want to welcome in a frequent guest of the show, Brad Turner, covers the Lakers for the LA Times. BT, what is going on, my man? How are you doing? Man, Alan, I am doing great. I had a great weekend. I was nowhere near Michael Thompson. That was even better. And I drank some good wine without Michael Thompson being a round. So, man, things are good. Hey, Mookie Best just hit a home run for the Dodgers. I'm doing great, man. All right, look Come at on. you. Look at you. Uh, everything is uh, timing here. Uh, score now 4-1, to yes, one, I want to say. 4-1, to one, uh, San Diego. That's correct. Uh, but still early in the game. So, uh, BT. By the way, I, I don't question at all that you were drinking some great wine. You were uh, sending some photos uh, over the weekend to Michael, and uh, Michael was at, hey, get me some of that. Whatever you're drinking, I want some of that. So I can only imagine. Uh, I'm sure it, it's good stuff there, BT. Um, okay, here, here's my question to you. I, I got a lot of things I want to get into, but let me start first with just the NBA playoffs in general because um, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm finding the playoffs incredibly fascinating. I mean, of course, I want to see the Lakers win an NBA championship, get number 18. Uh, that That's not going to be the case, but it's so unpredictable. And I'm not even talking about, you know, every every game is so unpredictable. And if I, I'll give you a couple examples. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is out for the series. They win two in a row against the Jazz to close it out. Um, the Atlanta Hawks lose a game at home to close it out. Then they go win Game 7 in Philly. Uh, Brooklyn at one point looked like the series was going to be nothing against Milwaukee. Milwaukee ends up winning in seven games. Just just your overall thoughts. Do you like the way, of course, nobody wants to see any injuries in the NBA, but that's kind of, so far that's kind of determined the strongest four left, which, you know, the Clippers, you could actually look at the other way. They got an injury, and they still found a way to overcome that where many other teams weren't able to. Do you find these playoffs interesting? Do you say no because LeBron's not there and KD's not there and Steph? Do you find them less interesting? (laughs) No, no. They're interesting because now you have these new young stars, Devin Booker, who we saw against the Lakers. Now, everyone is saying Devin Booker is a stud. He is not on his way. He is here. Trey Young had a real tough first three quarters against the 76ers in game seven, but he still came up and hit a couple big shots. I mean, Giannis, we've seen him play, but he got his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, no, man, I'm enjoying this. I think it's fun. I think it just shows that the NBA is in great hands, will be in great hands, because there are some young, up-and-coming stars that are just becoming stars, and everyone has seen these young guys play some of the best basketball at the right time. Mm. BT, um, 
we got a chance yesterday to watch game one between the Clippers and the Suns. Um, what have you, you know, I, I have no idea, obviously, if Kawhi will come back in the series. Nobody knows, and Clippers are just, by each game, they're kind of indicating whether he's going to play in that game or not. What what do you think, if, if the Clippers don't get Kawhi back in this series, can they still beat the Phoenix Suns? I mean, do you, do you think that's, how realistic do you think that would be? Man, you know. They're playing good. Kawhi does not come back. They mm-hmm. are playing very well. Mm-hmm. And now Marcus Morris also is dealing with a That's right. knee injury, mm-hmm. which makes him, things are uncertain if he's going to play tomorrow night in game two. So if he doesn't play, that leaves two starters out for the Clippers. You have Chris Paul and the health and safety protocols for the Suns. So you're missing, let's just say you're missing two stars, one from each team, and Chris Paul from the Suns and Kawhi from the Lakers, I mean, from Lakers, from the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Now, if Chris Paul will be back, we don't know when, but he'll be back for sure. We don't know if Kawhi is coming back. And if he doesn't come back, then I just don't see how the Clippers can get through this entire series without him. Because he is clearly one of the top five best players in the NBA, and I'm going to say he's one of the top three best two-way players in the NBA. And he's got championship pedigree. And he is this quiet leader that we're hearing more about because we know he's a quiet person, doesn't talk a whole lot, but obviously he talks to his teammates. But not having, what's he averaging, almost 27 points a game in the Mm. playoffs? Uh, what, eight assists, eight rebounds, seven assists, that's a lot to make up. And basically, it's, it is impossible to make that up. Against a team like the Phoenix Suns, the Suns are good, man. You know, we saw that, Adam. Sure. We saw how strong and how powerful and how much confidence they have in each other. And they have two all-stars in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Man, Devin Booker had a 40-point triple-double. Hmm. Think about that, a 40-point triple-double. There's been only a few players who have done that. So that's a lot for the Clippers to overcome because the Suns are good. They had the second-best record in the league. They have two offers on their team, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and they have a great coach in Monty Williams. So without having Kawhi there, if he doesn't play, the Clippers' chances of winning that series, they just diminish. You can only think that way because he means so much to that team. Brad Turner covers the uh, Lakers for the LA Times, taking some time to join Lakers Talk, uh, hitting on a few NBA stories here. BT, there was there was a quote, and we spent a lot of time starting the show, and I actually really enjoyed this. I was taking a lot of Laker calls and Clipper calls on what Ty Lu said after they won the uh, they advanced to the Western Conference Finals on Friday. Um, I'll read off the quote, and I'll get your your opinion on this. He said, team has been starving for success, fan base doing the same thing. I know the Lakers are out, and there's a lot of Laker fans here, but once the Lakers are gone, if we are not playing the Lakers, you should be cheering for the Clippers. It's all one city. Um, I think you have as good of a pulse for both fan bases because, you know, obviously you've been doing great work for the LA Times for a number of years um, when you read, when I when I kind of give you that quote, what comes to your mind when uh, when I read that off? At first, I think is 
I love that from Ty Lue. I see what he's doing. He played for the Lakers, right? right. He won two championships there. Mm-hmm. He was almost the coach of the Lakers. But he kind of knows that Laker fans, it's hard for them to pull for the Clippers. I'll say this. Based on talking to my nephews who are Laker fans and based on talking to my friends at my cigar shop, they, I'm not going to say they, they're not pulling against the Clippers, but they're not pulling for the Clippers. <laughs> if you know what I mean, they're just sort of in neutral and they enjoy watching the games. What I do find interesting at the cigar shop, at least in South Pasadena, that if there's a Dodger game on and the Clipper playoff game on, heads are bobbing back and forth. Hmm. Most of the time, they're looking at the Dodger game because they're now Dodger fans. And the question becomes, hey, BT, what are the Lakers going to do? Or, hey, BT, each of the Clippers going to win this series, going to win this game? Why are they doing that? What's wrong with the Clippers? So there's some interest there. But I do believe that if the Clippers get to the NBA Finals, then you will get more Laker fans, more willing to say, let's pull for the other L.A. team. Hmm. But right now, man, it's hard to see Laker fans wanting to see. They don't want to see them fail and not have success. They just are, I think, in neutral. Some are like, no way in hell. I ain't pulling for them, dude. That's just the way they are. Well, well, then there's some that are more open-minded and think that, why not? Well, BT, uh, don't listen to my first hour of uh, Lakers talk. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. There, I, I had some moments there. I had some moments. You know what? What 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 I actually what I actually find fascinating, especially now, you know, doing the show with Travis Monday through Friday. Um, listen, I'm as and you are too, BT. We're as big a late. We're as big of NBA basketball fans as they come. So, if I get basketball on, I'm watching, and I'm you know, you kind of create your own storylines. If you're a Laker fan like I am, I create my own storylines. It's like, well, Clippers are in the way of the Lakers, and you know, Kawhi Leonard chores the Clippers. But here's the reality: reality is, and we, we talked about the level of interest of the teams that are remaining in the playoffs. I'm gonna be watching every one of these Clippers Suns games. I'm gonna be watching every one of these Hawks and these Milwaukee Bucks games because you know we're fans of the NBA. But I, I do think. It's such a unique position to be in. The Clippers have never been to the Western Conference Finals, ever. And they're there. Yes. And and here are the Lakers who feel, you know, it was just nine months ago or so where they won championship number 17. But here are the Lakers that feel, you know, if we were just healthy, we'd be sitting in the Western Conference Finals. And I'm sure there's probably a few teams that feel that way. So yes. <laughs> this is new. This is different. Um, I, I want to read off a quote to you, and I want to get your thoughts on this. So Magic... Uh, Johnson was on earlier today. He was on um, uh, Keyshawn in the mornings, Keyshawn, uh, J. Will, and Zubin. And I'm going to read off this quote. He said, I think he's going to end up winning one more and then get that statu- uh, statue. He wants that fifth one. He's talking about LeBron James. Um, this is very, you know, subjective. This is just, you know, your opinion, but this is going to be my next topic that I want to throw on Lakers talk. So it's a perfect way to kind of, uh, kind of wrap up this conversation what do you think the criteria is to have a statue outside of staples center if lebron james won another championship or maybe you would say you know what i don't think he needs to win another championship he's this polarizing of a figure he came around he turned the lakers when they were uh, at their complete bottom is there a criteria that you would say 
LeBron would have to meet to get a statue outside of Staples Center, or do you think those should be saved for just you know that one player that let's say played for one franchise or eight plus seasons or ten plus seasons? How how do you kind of look at something like that? Man, Alan, that's a difficult one because I don't know what the criteria really has been or is, but the fact that Jerry West has one then Jerry West played for the Lakers his entire career. Right. Kobe Bryant will get one. Of course. He played for them his entire career. Shaq has one. He played for eight the Lakers. Eight seasons, for three championships. Eight seasons, mm-hmm. three championships. He was this incredible, dominant figure. He deserved to have one there. And because of Shaquille O'Neal, if you hear him say it, he built Staples Center, mm. and he would be accurate as him saying that. I would think if LeBron wins two more championships, I think he would take that. Hmm. They got the first one in the bubble. He needs to get one more, but I think a third one would then be something Laker fans would say, okay, now you are really a part of us. Hmm. You're truly one of the iconic Laker figures we've ever had here. I'm not so sure if one more, if two would just get it for him. I mean, Laker fans have come around to LeBron James and winning the championship means now he is in the family. He is a part of their lore. But one more title would be great for him. It would be great for the city. But I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I don't want to put all that pressure on LeBron because I'm a fan of what he does of on the court, off the court, sure. talking to him. And I think every Laker fan would love to see him win another title. And it's fun covering a team that wins championships. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say two more. How about that? And then he gets that statue out there. BT, uh, always appreciate your insight, your opinion on all this stuff. Uh, thank you for taking the time. And uh, that will be a perfect transition. Now I'm going to throw it out to Laker fans. They're going to give me their opinion. And uh, and we'll take it from there. So thank you, BT. I appreciate it. Enjoy that wine. and uh, And we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Alan. All right, that's uh, Brad Turner right there. Covers the Lakers for the LA Times. Yeah, th- this uh, you know this one, this one's not easy. This one's a tough one. This was an this one's an interesting conversation. By the way, quick shout out to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15 minute drive through oil change. Uh, you guys have you guys have heard me throw out the website here, SoCalOilChange.com. Um, get a chance to uh, basically just see what the location that's closest to you. Uh, it, it takes about 15 minutes to get your oil changed. So just kind of think about all these different things. You waste 15 minutes. If that check engine light's on, just go find a Valvoline near you and go get the job done, SoCalOilChange.com. Um, so here's a list of statues that are outside of Staples Center that are Lakers-affiliated. There's obviously statues outside Wayne Gretzky's there, Oscar De La Hoya. Um, but let me just give you the Lakers statues outside Staples. Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Chick Hearn. That's it. Magic uh, today, Magic Johnson was on Keyshawn in the morning, said, I think he's going to end up winning one more and then get that statue. He wants that fifth one. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out to Laker fans. What should the criteria be for someone like LeBron James, who, let's give the man his credit, took a franchise that was at the absolute bottom and turned it around and won a championship. He's been here now for three years. We know he's going to be here for at least another two years. What should the criteria be 
um, to have a statue outside of Staples Center. Uh, plus, of course, we know Kobe's going to get his at, at some point, and we can only imagine uh, you know, what they'll do for uh, his legendary career with the Lakers. But there's also one more person that I think should be on the top of that list of getting a statue outside Staples Center. I'll tell you who that is coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So Magic Johnson, who was on Keyshawn uh, this morning, says, I think he's going to end up winning one more and then get that statue. He wants that fifth one. He's talking about LeBron James. So I said to myself, what is the criteria here to get a statue outside of Staples Center? And I, I listen, I don't think there's specific criteria. I think you're obviously looking Laker legends. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of do a little bit of research on this. So this is these are a list of statues and some of the accomplishments of those who are outside of Staples. Okay, Magic Johnson's outside of Staples Center. His statue, twelve plus seasons with the Lakers, five championships, only rocked the purple and gold. I don't have to get into, you know, Magic's resume here and why he deserves a statue outside of Staples Center. Kareem, fourteen seasons, five championships. Shaq, eight seasons with the Lakers, three championships, three finals MVPs. You will remember Shaquille O'Neal as a Laker, right? All these names I'm going to name off are synonymous with the Los Angeles Lakers. Jerry West, 14 seasons with the Lakers, has a championship with the Lakers, but also what he did as an executive. Many think he's the greatest executive in the history of the NBA, and I don't think that's really much of an argument here. Drafted Kobe, or at least traded on draft night for Kobe, brought in Shaquille O'Neal, um, but he was also a, a player for the Lakers for 14 seasons and won an NBA championship. Elgin Baylor's out there as well, 14 seasons with the Lakers, two of those years with Minneapolis before they came, so his entire career is with the Lakers. And then, of course, Chick Hearn, Called the Laker games from 1961 to 2002 uh, at one point, 3,338 consecutive games called um, the Great Chickern. So that's who's outside of Staples Center. So I, I the reason why I bring that up is this is not something you know I take lightly, and I'm sure a lot of Laker fans take lightly. These are legends, legends that are outside Staples Center. We all know that Kobe um, will have a statue outside of Staples Center. Who knows what that will be or when it will be, but it's something that, uh, you know, when we talk about the greatest Lakers of all time, you cannot have a conversation without, you know, your sentence better start at some point about Kobe Bryant. So that's going to eventually happen. I think with LeBron, you know, it's interesting to hear Brad Turner. I I thought actually, I kind of like what he said. He's like, no— 
if LeBron's going to get a statue outside of Staples Center, you don't need two chips with the Lakers. You need three chips with the Lakers. And I think a lot of that probably what he's referring to is talking about the length of time that you're with the organization, right? LeBron got here in his 16th season, and he's under contract through his 20th season. I know it'll be five years total. So this will be year four coming up, and then he's got another year, two more years left on his contract. So it's not just the time that you're here. It's also what you get accomplished in that time uh, because the names that I just you know went through that have statues outside of Staples Center, it just doesn't get any bigger than that from um, a Laker perspective. Now, I will say this about LeBron, and I don't have the right answer. So if you if you want to chime in of what you think the criteria should be, do you agree with Magic that two championships with the Lakers? Yeah, th- give give this man a, a statue outside of Staples Center. He took this franchise from, um, you know, the, the worst run that the franchise has ever had. And within two years, first of all, in the first year he was here, they were relevant again. And then in the second year, after a trade for Anthony Davis, they tied the Boston Celtics and won championship number 17. Magic thinks, get one more statue, get to five total, um, and, and you should have a statue outside of Staples Center. I'll throw that out to Lakers, Laker fans, 877-710-ESPN. Here's the one thing that I'll say. I don't know, at this point of LeBron's career, when it's all said and done for him, and you think of LeBron and what he is, what he's accomplished, you're always going to think of what he did in Cleveland. You're always going to think of what he did in Miami. Uh, Miami, the two championships, did it with two other Hall of Famers. What he did in Cleveland and you know the comeback and uh, the 73-win Golden State Warriors team, down three games to one, that might be one of the greatest comebacks. And he's from Akron and you know everything that comes into play. So it's really difficult. What he's accomplished already with the Lakers, if, if you'd have told me, um, hey, LeBron was going to come to the Lakers for five years and he was going to win a championship, I'd have probably signed up for it. Now, he got it in his second year, so now you're getting a little greedy. You want more from him. And the team is actually good enough to go get another championship. And, you know, that will obviously all start um, next season. Um, but I, I, I have a difficult time you know, trying to determine what that criteria should be. But I'm going to give everybody a, a quick name here. I already told everybody that, of course, Kobe's going to be out there. One question I would have is, why is Dr. Jerry Buss not outside of Staples Center? I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. But, man, when you think of Laker legends, just absolute legends, um, you should not be having a conversation without having the conversation of Dr. Jerry Buss. So when we have the conversation about LeBron James, you know, what that criteria should be and everything else, and we know Kobe's going to be out there sooner than later for his legendary 20 years with the Lakers, um, I'd love to never forget about what Dr. Jerry Buss did for the Lakers. And how great would that be that you walk in front of Staples Center and there's Dr. Buss uh, with some type of a statue outside of Staples Center, just to remind everybody. Just like it is now, when you come out to Staples Center, you cross the street at LA Live, there's Chick Hearn. You can actually take a picture. Chick Hearn's sitting in front of a desk as if he's doing a broadcast. You could take a picture right there. Magic, Skyhook, Kareem, Shaquille O'Neal taking down another rim. Those are all you know such critical, important moments that you can be a part of when you get to Staples Center. How about Dr. Jerry Buss? Dr. Jerry Buss. Um, I would argue he's the greatest sports owner um, you know, in his tenure, 
what what do you in 30 plus years there are 15 NBA finals appearances it's just such a ridiculous ridiculous um what he accomplished with the Lakers as owner of the Los Angeles Lakers and I don't think I'm on on my, on my own on this one um I think there's a lot of people out there that would feel the same okay let me uh take a couple quick calls here Tony in LA Tony uh what's going on you're on uh, you're on Lakers talk what's going on Tony Hey, what's going on, Sleewa? Big fan, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, first of all, I want to say that before LeBron gets a statue, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss and Kobe need one first, um, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Of course. But yeah, LeBron does no need question. one, you know, and LeBron needs one because we were pretty much irrelevant for 10 years, you know, and once he came, you know, not only was he the final MVP and he changed the whole culture, but you know, maybe for years to come, you know, and um, yeah, so I do believe he needs a statue out, you know, eventually. Tony, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And let me, let me kind of preface what I'm, the reason why this is even a conversation. Magic was on earlier with Keyshawn. He said, I think he's going to end up winning one more and then get that statue. He wants that fifth one. Talking about five championships for him. Um, So if he doesn't win another one, no, I don't think it's a conversation. Brad Turner talked about you need three. Like, you really got to put your imprint with the Lakers. Look at all these other legends that are there. I think you can make an argument um, in any case and talk about how he took a franchise from nothing to something. But, man, don't you I, – I, I, it's such sacred ground, it feels like. You know, you want to make sure that somebody who does get it, uh, part of it also has a lot of history with the Lakers. LeBron's only been here for three years. He's got two more years left in his career. And let's see what he can accomplish in those two years. It's not just on him; it's some of these other players. Okay, let me uh, let me get another one here. Let's go to Mike in Murrieta. Mike, what's going on? You're on Lakers talk. Hey, Sleewa, what's going on, man? So, you know, with your statue conversation, and by the way, I'm a huge Clippers fan. I want to get into that too. But it's all about whether you're a legend or not, man. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a legend or not, you just said it. You know, um, are they talking about you 20 years from now? You know, when you turn on, you know, ESPN, do you see clips of, of you, you know, dunking and doing whatever? And, yeah, I like the idea of, you know, winning at least two championships with the Lakers. That's why Robert Ory will never have a statue. Great moments, but not a legend. So, Clipper thing, let me say this. Been a Clipper fan since the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Clipper fan because they've always been the underdogs. I think a lot of Laker fans, Clipper fans, as individuals, as individuals should be able to connect with the idea of being an underdog, man. And so this is their moment. They earned it. You know, so I'm happy. I'm proud for them. I don't root for the Lakers, you know, and uh, I'm not apologetic about it. But Kawhi, here's another thing. Kawhi's from Riverside, man. He's from Riverside, just down the street from where I am. PG just gave some love out to Palmdale. Why? Because he's from Palmdale. And the last thing I'll say is this, is that Clipper fans and, and you know, I will say that Clipper fans being Clippers being in the playoffs is a good thing. It's good because there's a lot of staff and staple centers right now, ushers, all the people that are making the food. I mean, they're actually whenever the Clippers play, that's good for the economy, man. So let's let's all it's been a tough year. Let's just root for what's good for LA. Last thing I'll say is Love to my little girl, Sammy. Hope she's feeling better. And to my beautiful wife, Kim. Mike, That's all I got. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate you calling in. Um, there's a lot there. I, I Let me say this about the Clipper thing. They are an underdog story. Of course they are. Because they've never been, a, you know, they, they obviously were not accomplished anything for so long. 
they are an underdog story. And you're right, everyone can relate to the underdog. Um, let me give you an example of the underdog story. Before they got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, do you remember that series they had against the Golden State Warriors? They took them to six games. It was Patrick Beverly and it was Lou Williams. I think at one time, that's the quote where KD said, you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm KD. When they were talking about Patrick Beverly guarding him, they were an underdog story and they were kind of a, a likable story. Uh, they're not. They're still underdogs now because Kawhi got injured, but the reality is they're not really underdogs anymore because they're good. And, and you shouldn't be apologetic, like you said, for being a Clippers fan. If that's your squad, that's your squad. All good. And Laker fans shouldn't be op- apologetic for being a Lakers fan. Okay, uh, more of your phone calls coming up next. I know we got a few people that want to chime in on uh, that quote from Magic Johnson, so we'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When I like certain songs, I try to like buy time just so I could hear the song a little bit longer. Um, okay, let's take a couple more phone calls here as we're coming up to a wrap of the show. Uh, like I mentioned, if you miss any part of the show, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Lakers Talk at the full two hours. Uh, tomorrow morning we'll start again, myself and Travis Rogers, 8.55 to 11 a.m. Uh, talk everything. Talk Lakers, talk Clippers, talk Dodgers. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, let's take a couple more calls here. Let's go with Chris and Fontana. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, brother? Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Uh, I just want to say one thing about the statue argument. When you think about these legends that have their statues, they put in, I mean, everyone puts in blood, sweat, and tears to get to the finals, but the Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Magic Johnson's, Kobe Bryant, I mean, they put their cement because they've been with the organization for so long, and that speaks volumes. I mean, Kobe Bryant didn't play with any other team. Mm -hmm. Along the go with a lot of these legends, they've been Laker frontiers and pioneers, and this is coming from a diehard Clipper fan. Well, Chris, I appreciate you calling in. And and Clipper fan or Laker fan, uh, it's a good point. Like, I I can't – you're right. It's it's such important territory. And um, here's the beauty with LeBron right now. We still got a couple more years to kind of figure out how how the dust settles with LeBron James and the Lakers. Not to say anything's going to get any easier by the time we get into next season because it's not. Uh, you got a lot of teams that are going to have a chip on their shoulder, so it's not going to it's not getting any easier next season to win a championship. LeBron's got one under his belt, but you know when I, when I mentioned the statues outside of Staples, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Chick Hearn. That's it. That's all that's out there. You know Kobe's going to get his, and I'll continue to make an argument that Dr. Jerry Buss has got to have one as well. Um, but that, that's yeah, it doesn't get any more legendary than that. Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to Greg Inventor. Greg, what's going on? Thank you for calling in, bud. Hey, Alan, I totally agree with you about Jerry Buss, and I also think that longevity is more important than numbers of uh, rings. Remember, I was in Baylor only. 
he only played, I think, six games in 72. But That's I'm right. sure they gave him a ring. It was the first ring and only ring for Jerry West as a player. And they're both in it because of the longevity. Mm-hmm. So that's that's number one. Number two, uh, I, I have to admit, Alan, I was sitting home listening to the Clippers beating Utah in the seventh game, sixth game, whatever it was, seventh game. And I, I cheered, man, because Donald Sterling's, you know, uh, uh, curse had been broken. Mm. But I'm not a huge Clipper fan, but I, I was willing to do that. And then one other thing, I, I was listening to uh, Brandon Turney today. Do you know who he is? Brandon Turney. Yeah, he's a, he's a sportscaster on CBS Radio okay. uh, with uh, Tiki Barber. And Brandon said he was born and raised in Brooklyn, still lives in Brooklyn, but he's a Nick fan, and he said, I wanted Brooklyn to lose every damn game this year. I will never become a Brooklyn Nets fan. I don't care if they play in my own borough. I'm not going to do it. So I well, leave you with that. I, I appreciate you calling in, Greg. I, I think that's not that uncommon in sports. When you cheer you for your squad, that's it. You don't need any of these other teams. Uh, I don't think that's uncommon. Let me see if I get in. Let's go to uh, Jacob and Downey. What's going on, Jacob? What's going on, Miguel? So two points. Um, for Dr. Buss, I, I, I would like a little memorial for him, too. What he has always said, it's always been about the players and our beloved chick. He said that I always remember him saying that the only time he really liked being on camera is when they were handing him the Larry O'Brien trophy. Hmm. So I think that's why I don't think we're ever going to get a full memorial for him. I, I think it's going to more live on through the Bucks family hmm. as long as he keeps in the family. Like that's how he's going to keep his legacy alive. And that's for LeBron. I, I believe I love LeBron. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he kicked off the era that we have now with him and AD and winning some chips. But I just don't think he's going to get a he's going to get a statue out here. Um, just like the old caller said, longevity, all his big moments happen either in a Heat jersey or in a Cavs jersey. So, like, I just don't think he's going to get a, uh, a statue here. Um, Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, we're coming, uh, coming to the close of the show. Uh, apologize. I know I still have all these phone lines lit up, and we didn't get a chance to get to you, so my apologies on that. But uh, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up the show with this. I think it's great to have the conversation because here's the reality. LeBron's still playing. Um, I do think, and, and one of the things Jacob mentioned about Dr. Jerry Buss, that he probably doesn't even did not want the recognition, but you know, it's just people are so appreciative of what he built here in L.A. that it's more uh, it, it's more out of just respect for what he's done, right? What he accomplished, and you got all these other legends outside of Staples Center. I just don't think you could have um, any legends outside of Staples Center without Dr. Jerry Buss being a part of that. So we'll see how kind of things shake up on that uh, from that perspective. Uh, appreciate everybody calling in today. By the way, I said this. I took I don't know how many Clipper fans, Clipper calls, whatever the case is. It was great to kind of hear things from their perspective as well. Um, I know uh, we are in the middle, and unfortunately no playoffs for the Lakers, but Clippers still in it. So that's why we were talking about it. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Back tomorrow morning, 855 with Travis Rogers. Laker fans, have a great rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.